Hey, Philo community, how was Easter? Hopefully you're in recovery mode, you're relaxing, maybe you're in your hot tub right now listening to this podcast, or maybe not. I wouldn't recommend having electronics near the hot tub, but hopefully in your recovery mode, you're realizing that your work made a difference in the lives of lots and lots of people who came to your church. Way to go. Enjoy your hot tub. And hopefully you're also able to experience or remember the work that Christ did for you, not just the people in your congregation, but you specifically. I know for a lot of us, we can get lost in the technology and the details, but what Christ did on the cross and rose again, that was for you, not just other people. So now on to the next big event, huh? For those of you who are new to the Philo podcast, we're here to help those of us involved in the technical arts in the local church to become more effective at what we do and so that our churches can become more effective. So if this is your first time, welcome. If you're listening and you're subscribing, on a regular basis. Thank you uh, for joining us again. Before we start digging into the topic of the day, we got a few odds and ends to talk about. Mostly the Philo Conference is coming up. Something like six weeks. Holy moly, it's coming up. So we've got a lot planned, and we, but we still have a lot of work to do. So if you haven't heard already, we've locked in our four main session speakers and we're pretty excited about them. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on who those people are. So we got Jody Hickerson, She's the programming director and teaching pastor at Mission Ventura Church in Ventura, California. And she has a really unique perspective. You know, she pulls off weekend services all the time, every week, in fact, from the perspective of a teaching pastor and also a program director trying to bring creativity and technology and the message of the day all together. So I'm really excited about having her with us. We're also going to hear from Pete Richardson, who's the co-founder of the Patterson Center. That's the group that's developed the life plan and the StratOps program. So they have developed these systems for strategy for both organizations and individual lives. And I have to say, I've been through both. I did a life plan for myself before we launched into Philo and also was a part of the StratOps processes at Willow Creek back in the day. And they've been hugely helpful and just very effective. So he's going to be talking about the idea of calling. So I'm real excited about that. Also, the director of the NBC show, The Voice, will be joining us, Alan Carter. We interviewed him. We went out to the studio where they filmed The Voice, had a great experience. And we talk about, with Alan, just kind of his experiences in church and on shows like The Voice and what we can learn from both environments. So that's going to be really awesome. And finally, Chris Brown. He's a senior pastor from North Coast Church in San Diego. He'll be there. He loves tech people. And uh, one of our best friends here at Philo is Dennis Choi, who's the pastor of technology there at North Coast. And he and Chris Brown are really great friends. So excited to have both of them actually will be at Philo. But uh, Chris will be sharing from his heart of a pastor to us. So that's going to be pretty great. Really looking forward to what God has to say to our community through these people. So you don't want to miss it. You don't want to hesitate to sign up. We've got another price change is happening in a few weeks, midnight on the 22nd of April to be exact. So make sure you register before that happens. You could save $50 off the full price by registering before then. So you might want to do that. Now into our episode, we're talking about the idea of doing a new building project. Our guest is Caleb Wilcox. He's been a part of a couple of these and has some unique perspective and currently he's at Willow Creek Community Church's North Shore Campus, and they just finished a building project, and they did some pretty cool things, and we got a chance to talk about it. We go back, uh, I don't know, several years. Yeah. We met at a WFX oh conference. Is that where it was? 
Yep, at a, one of those uh, lead lab uh, church ah, tech yes. leaders roundtable yes. retreat things. Yes. Uh, and I remember uh, Caleb and his counterpart, worship leader counterpart, had such a great relationship. I just remember thinking, mm. oh my gosh, this is like not normal. <laughs> I need to talk to him again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm not even sure I could count how many years ago that was. Oh man, that would have been in like 2010 or 11. Oh wow. So yeah, so maybe now. why don't you tell us maybe a little bit of your journey, like yeah. what, what, how you started in production, Yeah. how you ended up here, yep, yep. what you do now. Yeah, so... Uh, this seems to be somewhat common for production guys. They started out as musicians mm-hmm. uh, in, in some form. And so yeah. I was just a musician who realized that I wasn't good enough to be like a pro. I was like, well, how else can I be kind of involved in this a- arena, right? right? So then right. I started doing more production stuff and, and you know, ended up doing uh, some like audio and video focused stuff uh, when I was in college, but all the time still serving like in my church, doing worship and things like that. And right, so right. I kept in touch with all that. So and then when I graduated from from college, I was trying to figure out how do I kind of put all these components of you know these different interests that I have together: worship, church, ministry, production, live events, all that stuff. Sure. And so that's when I kind of uncovered the fact that churches sometimes you know hire people to do production. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's cool, and and then I was able to. Um, get connected with the church in in Topeka, Kansas. That's where I met you know Brian, the worship leader that you right, were mentioning right, earlier, and, awesome. and started working with with them, and was there for three years, which was a great experience. And then uh, in 2013, I believe, yeah, moved up here to Chicago, which is where my family's from. So it was cool to come back to this area, and then started working here at Will and North Shore as their technical director. Then, and then, so I've been here there about or here uh, about four years, and. Over the years, the kind of as the team has grown, the roles have shifted and stuff like that. So my role currently is, is executive producer. So I actually don't do a whole lot of hands-on technical stuff anymore. We've got other more technically minded uh, <laughs> people now than than me who are handling right. that kind of hands-on stuff and making stuff awesome. And and my role is now more overseeing like the big picture, creative worship events, right. media production, all that kind of stuff. That's so probably an interesting uh, would be an interesting conversation. Just that transition from yeah. Detail oriented to big picture. Yes, for maybe another time. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> I'll write a, that down. Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. <laughs> fraught with uh, challenges. And what I told the guy who who joined our team to kind of really do my what I had been most involved with before, I was just like, just to be totally fair, I'm going to frustrate you for a while <laughs> because I'm going to have a hard time letting go. So just help me, like keep me accountable and call me out. And if I'm, if I'm getting on your nerves, just say, dude, cut it out. Yeah, and that's right. totally fine, but it's been great. So yeah. yeah, it is interesting. Just the idea of there's as a TD, there's a lot of things you pick up along the way and okay, this needs to be done. Never done it, but I'm going to jump yep. in get it done that pretty soon you kind of know how to do everything yeah. and yeah. you have an opinion on how to yeah. do everything. Yeah. And yeah, I can like how do you, how do you rig a sheet of tempered glass from truss? Well, right, right. let's well, go. Now I know yeah. I didn't know before, <laughs> but now I do. Yeah. So I would imagine, you know, being an executive producer, you like, you still know all that stuff and totally. want to sort of step into it. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I still get to insert myself sometimes into the, like uh, tomorrow we're having a volunteer work night. We're doing some work in our auditorium and like, I get to go and get my hands dirty and have fun and be with yeah. the volunteers and still get involved in that in that sure, side of things. Right. You know. So what we're talking about today is we're currently at the Willow Creek North Shore campus, which opened in January, December the third, December the third, twenty sixteen of twenty sixteen, and so brand new, yep. like still has new building smell yep. on it. 
And you were instrumental in just kind of how the building got yeah. built, yeah. especially the technical systems. And so to say you're not really in, you know, as involved in technology, I mean, really a lot of what we see here is from your brain. The, uh, yes. yeah. And so, yeah, I just thought it would be great for us to kind of talk about the process and a lot of churches out there doing you know, building stuff yeah. or redoing uh, systems. And I would love to just maybe talk about, yeah, just talk about the whole process. So maybe talk a little bit about, well, maybe I'll just say that one of the cool things about this campus I would look it up uh, on Google Maps and like zoom in and yes. check it out. It's yeah, really you'll be like, cool what is that shape. weird spaceship yeah. landed in a field? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the mini Apple of headquarters. And uh, yeah, the so the architect for this, uh, Adrian Smith, correct, goes to church here. Yes, he is the architect for the. I think it's the tallest yes, building the in the Burj world. Yes, the Burj Khalifa in, Burj in Khalif. Dubai, yes. He's also designing, I think, the World's the Fair. Kingdom Tower. He's doing the World's Fair in Kyrgyz- Kurdistan, Kyrgyzstan, if yeah. I remember. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he's he gets like, around. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, we're familiar with his work. Um, yes. Yeah. And so uh, he was a big part of, he said, I'd love to help. And yep. so uh, he was one of the architects yeah. in the bidding process and got the job. And yep. So sure, there's lots of fun stories about working with a, yeah. a firm that, I'm sure, they're used to building really tall buildings. Not they so are much churches, but yeah, this would be their first church, okay. and probably one of the smallest buildings they've ever done. <laughs> I would guess you'd have to go way back to find one this right, small, right, if yeah. ever. When he was an intern, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right, someone right, else, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, so maybe t- just talk about even the choosing of yeah. the architect and why, and then yeah. how did the the technology piece yeah. enter into that? Absolutely, yeah. So, so like like you said, he's a member of our church and just came to us, just offering to help in any, any way he could, and so. Took a stab at a design, and it was unique, different. You know, a lot of churches uh, these days, you know, there's there's lots of utility, right? Sure, yeah. And mm-hmm. and, and gets the job. Done. It gets the job done. Yeah, and that, it's yeah. a box. And yeah. and when we compared some of our options that that were more of that category to to this one, you know, we were able to kind of figure out like how do we build a building very responsibly, but that also has a beauty all its own. So right, right. that that when you drive up to it, you're you're inspired. It, it it's memorable. It has a an ethos to it. Like one of the things we get when it's it's crazy when we talk to people on Sunday mornings, people just say, I'm so happy. Like whenever I come into this building, I'm so happy. You know, yeah. and it's, <laughs> if you look at it, you know, it has tons of natural light, lots of glass. You know, it's got windows in pretty much every room right. that show you the, the natural light and nature and things like that. So very unique. Very One of Adrian's visions was to, to bring nature inside and have that be a component of the building. Sure. So, which then, of course, as you're doing production, Makes it interesting because now I've got in my auditorium I've got two massive walls of windows. Yeah, in my auditorium, which is which is beautiful. Looks over some beautiful courtyards, trees, flowers, nature. Right, it looks right. great. But then that dictates some of the things you have to do production wise, technology wise. Sure, get creative yeah. with how you produce programming. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. okay. So you got this world famous architect. He's designing kind of an unusual building. There's really no straight. I, I think no this straight room lines. that we're in. I mean, two walls are straight, yep. which I don't know that I've ever seen a straight wall in this building. Yeah, there's not very many. I think you're looking at one, two, three, <laughs> five, maybe. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of curved drywall. The drywall artists in here were like master. I don't know that I've ever craftsmen. heard the term drywall. Drywall artist. artists. These but guys, they, I would agree. Were crazy. They, they, you know, yeah, it's amazing artists. how they even did it. Yeah. So okay, now you're designing this unusual, beautiful, really space, and yeah. you you're now trying to figure out how to do technology. Yeah. How soon did you get? Somebody involved in the process. Yeah. So, I mean, before we'd even landed the building design itself, we had some input from from a, a 
a environment designer, someone who's who's oh, yeah, yeah. not so. I mean, do dabble in the world of obviously technology and gear, but really is looking at the space. Like, how does the room right. lay out? What is it shaped like? How does it integrate with the other buildings, sight lines, stage heights, proscenium, like all those kind of sure. physical things that you have to kind of get right. And so that really helped us craft uh, in general what we were doing, and then working there from that kind of initial vision with the architect to then real world it more or less, right, you know, because right. once you start putting up walls and, and stuff like that, you know, there are certain constraints of budget and space. I mean, you know how you want to use the space, yes. you, you, the organization of yes. the church and the architect just has a vague idea. And, uh, and then you have somebody that's does, you know, into environments yep. and design. Theater design. Yep. How did, how did, I'm curious, how did that yeah. connection of those two groups, it just seems like the architect, can get very defensive about their design, yeah. And now you're saying, well, practically speaking, it needs yeah. to look more like this. I mean, we didn't we didn't really run into that oh, nice. very often. So yeah, that's probably not very helpful for yeah, someone who's in that situation. Right, yeah. Like, what do I do? Well, <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, well, yeah it was fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, Adrian. I mean, because he attends our church, right. He knows what we do. I mean, he's here every sure, Sunday, yeah, so yeah. he's got at least that level Some of knowledge, knowledge right. you know. And was was very open to having people that, and he was one of the things that he said a lot at the beginning was even like, I've never done a church before, so right, I don't really you know how me. this goes. Yeah, you know? nice. So he was, you know, take, uh, open to input and things like that. And then um, even just uh, our team, kind of kind of helping to then shape. Okay, we actually do want some proscenium's, you know, to, on the side of our stage, and like we'd like the clouds to end here, and like right, right. as we kind of craft the the finer details of of the structure and and things like that. Um, but it was yeah, very much conversational and and honestly, a lot of it's driven by budget, frankly. Sure, you know, right. you know, constraint is the driver of creativity a lot of sure, times. Yeah. And so um because of different, you know, budgetary goals and timeline constraints and things like that, you know, you work you work creatively into what right. you have to work with. And, I mean, you I would imagine you'd get a great sense for why most churches build a square. A big box. Yeah, yeah. Way cheaper than Way, this curved wall behind me. Yeah. <laughs> uh and 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 more um not even just cheaper, but like there's less coordination. Sure. Right. You know, of just like how does how do things fit together? Right. And and so I got shades on my windows. Well, I gotta get my shade manufacturer to build a shade system that curves like sure. I don't know, if twenty follow. degrees from one end to the other and follow the curve of these windows. Right. And Shades are straight usually, so that's sure, a little right. bit of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so just things like that aren't necessarily more expensive all the time, but just require a little bit of outside the box thinking. Thought, yeah. And you know, I think our shade guys were like, "We've never done this before, but we'll yeah, figure it out go. too." You know. So. Now, uh, I would imagine that you, like you get into a project like this, and it and it feels really cool mm-hmm. and exciting and different. That uh, it it would cause your brain to run wild with the possibilities. Sure. Like so from the very beginning, like yep. dreaming huge yep. about yep. all the things yep. you could do. Did that was that something that you guys did? That, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and so we we had all kinds of different ideas and like what ifs and and of, and all those things, right? And so that's when you start bringing in or you know, in our case we brought in our, our AVL designer integrator to figure out, okay, like let's start putting some real world stuff around this around Utilities and power and budgets and right. you know r- structural needs and things like that, and to to really figure out how to how to match those things. And then from a budgetary standpoint, you know we were we our, our campus met in a school for thirteen years, right? Yeah, and so we had a full AVL system in a school that we shared space with. But I mean, it was full production, sure. lighting, audio, yeah, yeah. iMag, like the whole thing. So we're figuring out, okay, how do we take some components of that and reuse them? I mean, they right. would still work, 
Uh, not everything's going to translate to the new space, but there's a lot of things that do. Right. How do we determine what do we bring? What do we buy new? What do we try to sell? Sure. Um, and kind of balance all those different different facets. I'm curious. Okay, you're dreaming big yes. about all the stuff you could do. Yes. And you, I'm imagining then you try and put a number to yes. that. How much bigger was that number than what you could actually afford? We, yes, we cut our budget. <laughs> for, so well, one of the things I've run into, like I've been in the meetings where this has happened, uh, and on other building projects besides this one, where the, the a lot of people don't realize if they haven't done this before that when your integrator brings you a number. It's not the final number. Like sure. it's like here's what you've told us what you want to do. Right. And this we're gonna put a number costs. on yeah. what your blue sky big picture vision is to do. And here's what it is. Yeah. People are like what? And it's like well yeah. It's you're not gonna have all that. Right. That's your starting point. And now it's up to you as the client to say I, okay I'm gonna I'm willing to live without this and this and this and this and you know fit it right. to your budget. So yeah. when that happened for us, our final budget was one third the original. Presented budget. Got it. So we cut two thirds out of the budget. Wow. Yeah. And I now that you say that, I've, this has hap- this happened to me a long time ago. My first building project that happened to us, where the the uh, the AVL integrator came back with, "This is our design." Yes. And we were like, "What? Yeah. No way! We like we do not. We cannot afford that." Yes. And so instead of acknowledging the fact that this is just the starting point, we just said we're going to do our own thing and mm. figure it out ourselves. Yeah. Uh, which was a disaster. Yep. Number one and number two. I think I ran into that. I'm still friends with that uh, integrator or designer, and he just he said to me, "This is maybe ten years later. Why didn't you call us back? Like we totally mm. could have helped you yeah. solve the problem yeah. in a more affordable way." And we just, yeah, we totally blew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, their role at that point is to give you here's the possibilities, here's all the options, but then as as the client, you know. And knowing your ministry goals and what you want to do, that's, I mean, the editing of the product is is on your end, with their help, of course. Right. You know? How would you say, um, so one of the things I love about this place is that where money needed to be spent, I guess I'm talking AVL, mm-hmm. where money needed to be spent, like great PA, great looking yeah. LED screens. Yes. <laughs> and then where it maybe matters yeah. a little bit less. Yes. I felt like you did such a great job of being creative mm. with how can we do this a different way. Yeah, was that all budget driven that you started thinking outside the box? It was or? definitely. I mean, like I said earlier, like budget constraints. If you approach them with the right attitude, are are going to get you. They're just going to drive so much more creativity. Right. Like my my rule of thumb, kind of with the with the deciding between like what to buy new, what to not buy yet, what to reuse. Right. Was like if it's if it weighs thousands of pounds and hangs from the ceiling. Like I'm gonna buy it new, sure, and I'm gonna right. get it good because I really yeah. don't want to mess with having to change it later. <laughs> get it, you know, get it so, down. Yeah. so like you know, talk about PA and LED walls. Yeah, like those two things were in that category of like I don't want to mess with this later. Right. It's, it's it's it is a big chunk of the budget, mm-hmm. but the headache of trying to mess with it later, right. or the struggle of putting the wrong thing in first and having to to suffer through something and then change it a few years from now right. is just not worth it. So I'll skimp on whatever else I have to skimp on to yeah. get those things right. Sure. Because if I need to get a new lighting fixture, I can change that out in five minutes. A new camera, right. pop it on the tripod, plug it in. Like It's right. fairly simple. Sure. you know. Right. But there are certain things that just require a lot more uh, energy and, and also, I would say, make a bigger impact on your presentation. Right. Like, for example, like we got a great PA, not not an extravagant PA at all, but a right. great PA. 
we didn't buy a single new microphone, a single new cable, a single new mic stand, a single, right. I mean, new uh, monitor gear. Like, we reuse all that stuff. Sure. And, like, of course, that cost doesn't equal the cost of a PA, of course. But, right. it's but you're like, saving money I'm, somewhere yeah. else, too. Yeah. 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 The drum mics that I used in the, in the school auditorium, they'll work good for drums in the new auditorium. Sure, right? right. And they'll yeah, sound yeah. great coming through this PA. So, yeah, it's interesting that all these memories are coming back to me. Some of them not so good. Mm. Uh, just about building program. And for me, it was what can I not add later? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to spend. Money exactly. On. Yeah. How much conduit will they allow me? You know, could we make the floor out of conduit? Yep. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, could we build a tunnel from the booth yes. to the stage? Like, and on some level too, in hindsight, you know, we were trying to skimp and save on some areas that were not technically in the AVL budget. But they were in the electrician's budget, yes, and so, right that. like, I think going back, I would have asked for more here, you know, more on the the uh, the you yeah. know, make sure I've got the infrastructure in yeah. place because I can hang a new PA, you know, if I have to. Yep. But if I don't have the the enough yep. infrastructure, right. enough power yep. or whatever, yep. then who cares? Yeah, we have the same thing where we again in in the kind of blue sky, what could you possibly need in the future mentality? We had tons of power everywhere that of course doesn't run up our budget it runs up the electrician's budget right right so that's another where you got to negotiate a little bit and be like okay you know we definitely did not end up with the amount of power that we originally had we had to scale it back a good bit sure but how can we still be be thoughtful in some of the ways that we i mean it can get kind of you know, specific to our situation, but make sure you've got three phase, we need three phase, and two right. all, all those right, things. Right. And it's a little bit flexible, you know, and sure. or, or you can, you know, do you have a, a disconnect backstage? You can add power if you need to, things like that. Right. And so we were able to get that budget. I'm sure we stressed the electrician out still, but yeah. a lot, a lot better. <laughs> but still, feel like we had what we needed to do, right? You right. know, to make it work. Um, and then even things like to cut down on things like conduit. You know things like doing our stage in more of like a, a flexible touring style where we don't have a lot of stage pockets. I think we have, sure, we have right. two stage pockets on the whole stage, right? But we've got a lot of stuff along the side and back where we'll just run out snakes or cables or power or whatever to right. the location you need it. And I mean the amount of conduit that eliminates is you know sure. it adds up. So yeah, I, I'm curious too. Like so, okay, have, have all these plans? You mm -hmm. like figure out how we're going to do this and what it's going to cost and yep. all this, and, and then opening day shows up. Mm -hmm. I mean how. Uh, maybe you can't put a number on it, but how much of how many things didn't you plan for that now you're doing, or the things you thought were like this is going to be the greatest thing ever, and you don't use it at all? I don't think I've run into that yet, okay, but I definitely right. ran into things of like, oh man, I really want to do that, and I did not think of that. <laughs> so now <laughs> yeah. I'm like running this cable over here, this cable over here, yeah. you know, like, you know, like even just the even the just simple stuff like how is front of house laid out, right? You know, you move in, you do a couple services, you're like. I don't like this at all. Like yeah. I'm moving this this over there. I'm adding this here. I'm moving this over here. So there's definitely a settling in period that that will reveal the things that you forgot. Sure. And like there's definitely things that 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 we are even now working on adding um, adding in. So just things like like tie lines between key locations that we didn't know how we were going to use the space in advance. Sure. Or we didn't have as clear of a picture in it right, of right. it. And so yeah, we're like, yeah. wow, we really need more Cat Five. Just Hard cat five tie lines between here and here right. to do what we need to do. Um, unfortunately, we've got enough conduit to add them, but it's like you know you're going to uncover those things as you get creative and, and you live sure. in the space. 
you know, you're going to think of different ways to use it that you maybe right. didn't originally. Yeah, now that you're saying that, I remember there's like a one big conduit underneath yeah. uh, the seating that has maybe one, one cable in it. It's yes. a three or four inch uh-huh. conduit. Yep. Like, yep, yep, they're ready. Yep, <laughs> yeah. And I actually didn't realize that was happening. I, I'm glad I didn't because if I had seen that, I probably would have told them to make it smaller. Right, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's, it worked out fine. Yeah, I mean the uh, fact that there's one thing in it, uh, yeah. you know, seven or eight, nine months into it, yep. yeah, you yep. you'll definitely be feeling that later. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, there's there's definitely you're you're gonna run into things that you forgot or that you didn't foresee because one I mean I'll definitely say like in the six seven months that we've had the, the building open from from a technical standpoint from a programming standpoint from like a congregational experience standpoint like we had no clue how it was gonna impact people or what the new the new felt needs were gonna be or sure, like right. just you just can't you just can't really foresee it so yeah just be real really flexible and and observant and uh and, and don't try to do things the way you did it in the old wherever you're coming from sure right because or at least don't be tied to that because it, it definitely where the space that you're in really affects the the dynamic of what you do right um, a lot yeah I would say even the going from uh, at Willow Creek going from the lakeside auditorium yeah, to the a great to the main auditorium yeah like the amount of horsepower required to get anything moving. Mm-hmm. Creatively, or yep. you know, just scenically, yep. or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it was yep. totally different. Animal. I mean, even just in our operating budgets for uh, for the year, you know, when we we made our budgets, you know, you're making your budget in advance of the of the year. So you make right. your budget in 2016. Yeah. We're not in this building. You're spending your budget in 2017. You're in this building. Well, everything's bigger, different, more expensive. Right, seven days a week. You didn't foresee. You day. didn't foresee what you're gonna need. So it's like, oh, geez, this is. Yeah. Next year is gonna look a lot different in the you know the things that I'm planning for because yeah. you you just can't always foresee it. Yeah, but. and I would say uh, the just uh, the difference between the space you were in mm-hmm. and the space here, like this is definitely an upgrade. Like the you guys did a great yeah. job of our seats aren't orange anymore. <laughs> I, so that room that you were in was yeah. so dark. You I don't know that see, I ever yeah, knew yeah. that they we were. We went orange. like polar opposite. For those who haven't seen it, like our our old auditorium was like a, a cave. black hole. I think it was yeah, like it, a yeah, it was it was literally a continuum. hole. You know, like yeah. it's, it went down the stage, was down <laughs> in this pit in the middle, and we went to a place that's like full of natural light and about as bright as you can. Yeah, you can get and clean lines. Yeah, cl- yeah, and yeah, yeah, well, brand new too. Doesn't yeah, yeah, help. yeah. Uh, the nineteen seventies. Yes, I'm guessing that's when that uh, was built. Maybe sixties. Yeah, it's, it's oh, old. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep. So you have all these workarounds, just trying to do stuff with less. Mm-hmm. And is there one thing that you love the most, like the creativity? Um, yeah. You know that you you were able to squeeze something. You know. I mean, if I had to talk about like a specific piece of gear or yeah. like system direction that we went in that turned out awesome um, for less, it would be probably our like video system cameras, okay. camera setup. So, you know, we're we're upgrading, not upgrading, but like installing a new iMag broadcast recording system, that whole, all right. that that stuff, and looking at studio cameras and lensing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if if you've ever looked into that stuff, you know it's extremely expensive. You right, know, right. you're talking. Fifty grand for a lens. I mean, you, or, yeah, it goes up from there. Than the camera. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like would blow up my budget with three cameras, right? Right, right. So, how do we get this really beautiful cinematic look for less? And so, I mean, we ended up going. We're not the first people by any means to do this, but we ended up going with the Canon C three hundred cameras and using those for studio cameras, handheld cameras. POV, all kinds of stuff. Sure. And, and 
at, at a fraction of the cost of a broadcast camera and and having just awesome results right for for what we're going after uh we kind of shoot in a little more like we do things in 24 frames and we do things with cinema crop and and whatever that's that's our aesthetic here yeah but the but the can the the cameras just fit right in with that and we're really easy for people to to pick up and learn, they're small. Like you think of like a handheld operator with a big old broadcast camera on the shoulder. Right. Not bad. People do it all the time, but these are super light and easy to manipulate. Yeah. And and you know, getting create. And, and I would say too, like the 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 manufacturers, like Canon in particular, is is catching on to people using things like this. Yeah. And they're starting to kind of move in the direction of a little more products to help people use their cam- cameras for in that this purpose, purpose yeah. right? Broadcast okay. and iMac and things like that. So we it, it was it was a little. Interesting because we had to kind of build some custom cables and create some custom power supplies and this and that. Right. But totally worth it for the, definitely for the amount of money we saved and for the quality of the product we were able to get. And there's still things about it that, that are not all the way there, like some lens upgrades you want to do, some so this and that. But right. um, it was definitely something that got us in the door with a, with a good product and like, and space to grow in and, and even sure. keep getting better. And yeah. Yeah, I, nice. I couldn't even. Tell you off the top of my head how much money that saved us, but it was thousands of dollars. Yeah, well, like you said, uh, an HD lens yeah. or a 4K lens yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just can't yep. buy that stuff and yep. really much else. Yep. Because because a lot of these cameras are not designed for broadcast, you got to do a little math on the lenses and stuff like that to make sure, sure you've got you know the the zoom you need and the you know right. your frame, your sensor size, and all that kind of stuff because they don't always play. It's not always plug and play, but if you can do the research and figure it out, and there's lots of guys you can talk to who have sure. it, done it to help uh, figure it out, it, it can be a cool solution. Yeah. I mean, the the beauty of your setup is that it's set up, yeah. and you figure it out once. Yep, that's true. I yeah. mean, tweak and upgrade along the way, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's not yep. like you're setting these things right. up every week and right. having to re you know put the cameras in different places yep. and all that stuff. So. Yeah. If if that were the case, like if you were a portable yeah. setup, do you think you'd do the same thing with the cameras or do they, um, it's hard to say. So, like that's we were doing iMag in a portable setup in our last place where we would have to set up and tear down our camera positions right. each week, but with different cameras. Different right? cameras, yeah. These were like ancient They're SD more like handy, cams, handy right? yeah, like like <laughs> it was crazy. I think I think uh, I I need to play with rigging it in a way that was mobile. You know, sure, like dressing right. it in a certain way that made it easy to set up right. and tear Maybe down. Maybe a case that it all fits. Ex- in yeah, something like that. Dismantling it. But or something, if yeah. if we were if we, if I was going to find myself in a long term portable situation that that warranted something like this. I mean, it's definitely something I would still look into. Yeah. Because again, what you get for the cost is pretty right. awesome. Yeah. So now, uh, so I'm guessing that there are lots of people that are building new buildings and having to figure out all mm-hmm. this stuff. Is there any, uh, so that you, uh, your previous church, you did kind of a, did you, was it a building program or just an upgrade to the systems that you were a part of? Previous church, it was like an addition. Yeah. So okay. like a second auditorium. Yeah. Place. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you've been through a couple of these now. And learned a few things. Is there anything that you would say, like to somebody that's doing this, that they would say to their AVL integrator or yeah. to their to their architect or or even just something to you know, a big lesson that you learned yeah, yeah. through the process? There's there's more than one way to do everything. So mm-hmm. a lot of things I would come in with an idea of like this piece of gear, that piece of gear, this is how we could do it. Right. But really trying to lean on other people's expertise of how else can we do it? Right. That's better, cheaper, different, more flexible, whatever. And so not being not definitely not being tied to a certain way of doing it necessarily. Sure. And getting getting a lot of input on on those things. 
and also uh, I would say like being being really involved in the planning, like and the and the and the um, the design. Sure. When I say design, I mean like where's this conduit going? Right, right. How many inputs are on this wall panel? Like sure, those right. kind of things. Where you know, if you give them the green light, your integrator can do all that for you. Sure, right. They can figure yeah. it out, and yeah. they they kind of know what you're doing. Do they it can all the figure time. It out. They do it all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's no big deal. Um, and that's good. That's why they're there. Right. But there are things that you will know. There are things that you will catch that are particular to you, the way you use it or your church or what right, your vision right. is for it. Yeah. That um, you you know you just want to be on that. So like yeah. just keeping track of all that stuff. It's a lot of it's a lot of work. It's a lot of it's a lot of paperwork to read. Learn how to read a, a drawing. Right. You know, learn how to read electrical drawings. Learn how to read structural <laughs> drawings. Learn how to read conduit layouts. Things like that. So that you can really know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is to get in there and it be different than you thought yeah. when. Like it was on the plans the whole time, you just didn't know yeah, or read right. it, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we had we had moments like that where I was like, "Oh, we're we're in the, we're we're getting into the steel is going up," and I did not realize it was quite like this. So let's sure right. Let's regroup and talk about this. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that that definitely happened, and uh, thankfully <laughs> nothing with nothing irreversible. But yeah, uh, I can remember. I've been through a couple of building programs, and I just remember the first round having questions, but. Kind yeah. of keeping them to yes. myself That's because I'm point. like, yep. okay, that architect over there, they do this all the yes. time. Yep. Uh, the AVL guy, yep. they they've done a million of these. I've yep. never done this yep. before, and so I don't want to like, you know, offend anyone or they'll take care of it eventually. And I would say almost all those things that I had questions about were problems yes. later. There was also a part of me that, you know, like sitting in this room right now, like, okay, where should that outlet go? I'm like, can't you people figure this out? Like, I why do I? It seemed weird to me yeah. that I'm the, I need to go in and make sure it's in the right spot. Yep. And you know, after a while, just realizing that I'm the one who's using this space, I'm the one who understands how we're using the space. Yeah, the architect and the AVL person, they understand the concept. Yeah. You know, probably better than I do. Yeah. But they don't know. On Sunday morning, I need to have a plug right here for this exact purpose. That they would never think of, right? Because they don't do yep. it yep. Uh, in our context. Yep. And two, like just as someone, I don't know how many building projects I'll do after this, but if I hadn't asked questions, I wouldn't have learned as much about it as I was able to. You know, right, so right. you may ask a question and they explain it and they've got it totally covered, and now you learn something, right? You know, or on the other hand, you might catch something in the nick of time right before they drywalled something up and you couldn't move it again. You know, sure, which yeah. there, I mean, there are moments where I mean, we had one day when we were sitting with our electrician. And we were looking at some of our kids' rooms, and we realized because of some of the stuff that was happening in the ceiling, the stages couldn't go where we had laid them out for those kids' spaces. Okay. And so, like the day before concrete is poured and conduit is set, we're like red penning these drawings, <laughs> and, like moving the stages around, and like we're moving this here, like so. Yeah, you definitely keep eyes on it because while while all these guys are pros and they know how to do it, how you do it at your church, right? You know, they don't know. I would say too the one of the things that uh, I was just at uh, a church in the city that's doing a building program and uh, talking to the project manager and just the all the things that come up when you're actually in the physical space. They can have drawings yeah. all day long, yeah. but then you're like, oh my gosh, the the ductwork has to go underneath that I beam. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that what are we gonna do? Yep. And, and so you end up having to make stuff up in the moment. Yep. That And I, I used to get frustrated by that too. But then I think, you know how many details there are yeah. in a building project? It's amazing that Millions. any building gets yep. built for as much oh, yeah. things as you have to worry yep. about. That's another thing is like I would say if you're building a building, be on the site like as much as you can. Right. Like yeah. 
every day, pretty much. And be, do you be, feel like you were here enough? Well, I haven't come across anything that was a disaster, so I guess I was here just enough. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. I probably could have benefited from being here more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd say get, <laughs> become really good friends with your foreman. With yeah. your, and like that, those guys are just a wealth of knowledge and they understand all the trades and like right, can really right. help you think through, you know, especially coordination. You know, how's this going to affect electrical, plumbing, drywall? Like, right, right. Oh, yeah, we're going to put a baptismal on stage. Well, now we need to get all kinds of trades involved for, right. for utilities for that, you know? Sure. So, all that kind of stuff, you know, you just want to cultivate those relationships, bring them donuts, you know, bring awesome. them coffee, yeah, you know, take right. them to lunch, you know, all those kind of things. It's, uh, if you can just have a good relationship with them, you know, they want to help you. Yeah, so. right. That reminds me, I keep having these flashbacks to all the, <laughs> all the building things that I was about. I used to go, so we met in high school and then building on another yeah. site similar to you. Yeah. And so to update the congregation, I would go out there with a video camera and sort of mm-hmm. capture it all. Yeah. And, uh, I was out there one day and it was super windy. I mean, like crazy windy. And they had just finished the first wall. It was basically mm. the backstage wall. Yes. And it was probably, it was a, I might have been 120 feet long, wide by, I don't know, 60 feet at the top. It was kind of a cambrel roof, which is like a barn roof kind of. And it started, the top piece started to wobble mm. and like it came right at me. And I was, uh, I was probably like, like where the production booth was going to be. You know, it wasn't going to hit me, but, you know, just like debris and a giant cloud of dust. And I just remember like, I had just turned the video camera off too, so you missed it. Yeah, I totally oh, missed man. it. But at least I'm still alive. To I think every construction project must have that scenario where you have the one wall up, and then it gets really windy because we have the same right. thing with our student room over oh, here. Really? It's like one cinder block wall up yeah. with all the braces, and it's like, ooh, this could be bad because yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> get a little stormy out. Yeah, but no, it was a uh, it was amazing. No one was killed because it was pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I have a little piece of it. Nice. Like I grabbed a piece That's of it cool. before I That's before cool. I left. That's uh, another cool thing. Like those moments of you mentioned, you mentioned like video and and like having a piece of it is like right. for the congregation to really feel like they're a part of the project. I think it's right. easy for us who are in it, like living in it every day, to just forget the people that are in your church that are involved. Don't get that. So how can you kind of bring it to them? Right. Show show those photos. Share those videos. Right. You know, bring them into the building. Like we did when our when our um our structure was up. The building wasn't closed in, but we had a lot of the, the roof and the steel and stuff like that up. And you know, did tours where for a week we just gave tours to our congregation. Sure, like yeah. here's yeah. where things will be, and here's how things will lay out, and here's this kids area, and right. all that kind of stuff. Everyone signed like part of the concrete on the stage, and you just create yeah. those cool memories of like Definitely. everyone. Every, like families will go and be like, like right here on the stage is where we signed our names and things right, like that. Right. So it's it's fun. It's like, whether it's involving your involving your congregation or like or your part of it, what I try to remind myself is like, it's really, for a lot of people, it's once in a lifetime. Some right. people will do more than one, but sure. a lot of people, it's once in a lifetime yeah, to, yeah. to get to do that. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of hours and a lot of work, but you know, it's, it's a cool opportunity. Just thinking about yeah, all the changes I've seen in the neighborhood since the last time I was here, yeah. and just how this will become part of the culture of this, you know, this part of yeah. Glenview. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool to think about. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for making time for us. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been great to catch up. Always fun. Yeah. Appreciate right. it. Appreciate yeah. the chance to share. One, two, three, four. There is so much great stuff here. And 
bonus. I love hanging out with Caleb. So, uh, and to see the North Shore campus, that was my first time being there. It was super cool. He and his team did an amazing job. So thanks, Caleb. All right. So don't forget to sign up for Philo Conference before April 23rd. So you get the cheapest price that's available. It's going to be a great time. You don't want to miss it. Visit firstinlastout.us to register for the conference. And not only can you register for the conference, but you can listen to more podcasts. You can read our blog. You can check out tons of great resources from past events that would be great to go through with your teams. And you know what? As much as I love the sound of my own voice, I want to make sure that the podcast is actually helpful. So if you have any ideas, feedback, or suggestions for the Philo Podcast, shoot us an email at philopodcast at fusion.productions. We'd love to hear from you. All right, that's it for now at the Philo Podcast. Until episode seven, see you later.